This is Moss Whedlin and Story in Mind. And it's an indoor edition. The, the topic is... Uh, it's regarding info dumping, which is exposition. And it's that... It's, you know, the, there's this, the wonderful collision of... you know, For me, it's, you know, go take these... Uh, college creative writing classes where they end literature classes where they talk about exposition and then you get on the internet I don't know something like ooh maybe 15 years later and then you know everybody's calling it info dump and um, and rightly so you know you say exposition and I you know some people might sit there and go I think I know what that is whereas info dump bang right away uh, clear communication Sorry, <laughs> you know, and of course the uh, the um, literary snobs are sticking up their noses. How dare you! Outrageous. And um, uh, not just talking about info dump, but info recycling. So taking that dump, and because editing. Um, Sorry to disillusion you, but it mostly no. It's like now for me, it's 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 about it's about the editing. It's it's not it's not about the writing. Writing is editing. Something along those lines. So this uh, recycling of information. Um, why cut out info dumps, or what is wrong with info dumps? There's a. There's a sort of uh, a pleasure, there's an uh, exploration. Um, right now, I'm still circling the beginning of the, uh, of the story, of the plot. And it's, it's not to do with perfection, it's more, say, starting... Um, ha- sort of, what is it? The setup and establishing, you know, making these decisions about where we are and the arc and, um, uh, anyways, that's, that's my process. That's where I'm at right now again. And, uh, but that's a good thing and info dumping. So, uh, rewriting, um, I've, so my very first chapter now has been, uh, I rewrote it, so that means setting things aside, you know, and then, okay, I know what's going on now, I think. So, you know, write, so this whole chapter was written, and um, also, say, sampling from, say, other, some other chapters and and things that I knew. Um, But what happened was, in the rewriting, I was info dumping. I was um, exposing, there's this exposition the narrator is just nattering on about, you know, this and that and, you know, all these details. And uh, I just let it go. I just let it ramble. Uh, why? Because I've been here before many times. And it, when you get in the way, you get in the way. And and so I'm in that process of, you know, getting out of the way. Just allow this to happen. Uh, returning to this chapter in the scenes that I mentioned the word exploration 
And so I'm looking at info dumps as that. They are exploratory. Um, there's a reason for going there and, and talking and, and um, thinking, ruminating about, about this information. But in the editing, which is where I'm at now, there's this consideration of... Um, also, too, it's, it, it's this weird mishmash of... I've rewritten, but I can already see where... I can imagine another rewrite of, of this chapter... Um, so why the exploration, you know, why not just stick to, um, plot story? Um, and, <laughs> and the reason is it, it, it is sort of the substance, the mass um, the material from from which um, something is going to be made, um, from which scenes and moments, um, details, descriptions. Uh, I've I've made some notes for myself that the info dump gets spread out. So when it's this is recycled, the information that that it gets distributed to um, dialogue and setting things that are in the scene um, it could be say something like a newspaper you know that you know somebody's reading a newspaper or the narrator describes this newspaper something along those lines um, most of all it as far as shifting from the telling of exposition or info dumping to sort of shifting from telling to showing where we're reducing things down into um visuals and sounds and moods um and then too into dialogue um external dialogue then internal dialogue and um and then finally what's left over for the narrator um what is left over for the narrator where i'm at is i want to get to very very clean and um I want a bit of creativity, yay, but where I'm at right now, it, it, is, it is important to um, ha have the questions there, have the movement there, I have, I have an agenda, and uh, it's not, say, it's not like something where I don't know what my intention is, I have a very good idea of my, uh, my goals, and uh, yeah. And so, um, as far as the narration goes, it's very trimmed down and selective. And uh, why do that? With, with the narrative, uh, say, there's this sparseness, there's room to breathe, um, and there's this movement. And, and that's what I'm going for. And uh, perhaps I'll... Re I think... Down the road, I'll have projects where I, you know, go sort of deep, deep into um, the wonderland of uh, detail and uh, creativity. But, but at this point, there's this sort of mission that I'm on. And right, so, so uh, as far as the narrative and the narrator, that's 
that's very um very little even though I did an episode talking about my love for the storyteller, uh, those moments, uh, you know, I'm sort of sitting here going, you know, well, that would be nice. But those moments are very um, uh, confined. And at, at, at this point, that uh, the narrator is um, not so much, you know, sort of stepping in and, and talking to the audience and instead is is content as i'm saying this we'll see right who knows what's going to happen no no come on we know what's going to happen but just you know what um you know the surprises on the way which is so much fun it's a it is a great thing about it and, and then of course frustration uh, all right so that's the narrator um, yeah, and to uh, a lot can be given to the narrator. Info dumping is uh, that it starts with the narrator. The narrator is dumping this information, and there's that option and choice. I've read so many things that is sort of info dumping, and I have I've had you know these moments of um, return, uh, but also say I, you know I remember reading pages and pages of exposition it just went on and on and it was like okay yeah <laughs> anything anything to sort of get me out of where i'm at you know sort of i so i will invest time and energy in this uh you know you know endless details and descriptions they're not endless uh okay so after narrator then our choices are um, what's going on externally and what's going on internally, how how to get the information into those pockets, into those areas distributed. Like I said, I'm doing lean mean, so um, what's going into the dialogue is what is essential and what is important. And um, so dialogue, I'm just remembering this guy from film school. I'm so sorry. Um, but I'm just having this memory, and uh, it, he he was the dialogue uh, king. He loved he loved dialogue, and and for, that's not what's going on for me. Um, it it can almost become where uh, dialogue is that there's the you know that there's narrators. It's a bunch of narrators talking to each other, storytellers around campfires. It's sort of like you know two storytellers at the campfire, where you know. The narrator is describing, you know, one one day there were two bards who uh, met each other, you know, and then these two bards have this contest, storytelling contest. That their dialogue is is, um, yeah, and I mentioning this, I'm going. I want so much more though. I want um, that you know these are two characters and they have some kind of conflict that uh, we'll we will figure out. Maybe this time one of them is, like, say, mm, um, one uh, like say some sort of from you know an other world, or even an alien. What about a fantasy character who's, who's encountering an alien who's using technology to, you know, etc. Okay, so the dialogue uh, we're spreading information 
uh, in the dialogue, it's not even spreading. It's it's a process of you, you go through and you go, you know, okay, can I put this in there? Like, what can I do with this stuff? This, you know, your, your darlings, you know, th this is one of those kill your darlings moments and looking at your darlings and going, okay, so who am I going to save, right? Um, there's this terrible um, example currently that's happening and because we haven't been entirely on our game and by our i'm just mean, meaning globally um it's still i'm still waiting to see how it pans out locally um i have there's hope but um the example is is that there's not enough ventilators you know and the, that's the thing too is that we can create and and i'm talking about the pandemic and um, these ventilators and that, you know, we have the technology, we have the technology and everything and we can make overnight, we can start making millions of, of ventilators for everybody, right? Billions. We could, we can do this. And, um, you know, who, uh, who cares about, you know, money, etc. And then of course, you know, somebody in the audience pipes up and said, you know, you know, but you know, it's my money. I don't want to spend my money. Um, so, so the the example of these um, of these ventilators is this sacrifice that if there's not enough ventilators, you know, and it's an older person um, versus a younger person or a healthy person, they're going to go for the healthy person. Who's going to survive this? You could even have a health two healthy people, and uh, the doctors are going to have to make this decision about you know who has the best chances to survive. And sorry, this is a um, terrible segue, terrible example. And yeah, as I'm saying this, I'm going, well, there's no comparison, right? That's a horrific decision. And it'll probably mess, you know, these uh, health professionals up for the rest of their lives. Okay, so back to get out of that. Yeah, back to the topic. Um it's important to to talk and to share and to sort of be thinking and preparing for this and pushing as well. And just, you know, telling, telling these billionaires to shut up and, you know, man up or woman up or just, you know, deliver, right. You know, you want to be part of this society and culture. This is the time that, you know, that, you know, you do something. <laughs> Moss has decreed. Okay. So we have our darlings. Where can we distribute? Uh, it is possible. You, you know, of course, you can put, you can drop stuff into the, um, the narrator. And uh, I remember talking with Patrick. Oh, anyways, Patrick, local Patrick and uh, uh, Patrick, Dragon Whalers. Sorry, Patrick. Hmm. <laughs> starts with a B last name but uh, he mentioned that and I, I, I knew the feeling of you know can we just spread the info dump out over the chapter right and find these you know niches and places um, first of all in the in the narrative well although I have to shift that to um, internal and so he's writing first person is that right oh. I, 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 now I'm having a moment of uncertainty, but 
I mean to say, uh, taking the information and giving it to the point of view character. Likewise, the information can be given to the secondary characters um, in the scenes and uh, moments where, say, um, just for example, we're talking about um, some kind of pet and that uh, we give a little sort of hit of detail of information about the pet, but it's not dominating. It might even just be a single word that defines the character. And we've reduced our, our darling description down to one word that sums everything up. Uh, and interesting, too, that we can do that, right? That uh, that that is possible. And interesting that after all that work, it's a blip, right? It's a blip in the reading experience, right? You know, page, you go down, hopefully you don't hit too many bumps on the way and then and you keep going um you know the sign is pointing right <laughs> there's a rest stop up ahead and uh but you would never get to the rest stop <laughs> yes i was promised i'm sure there was a rest stop on the way uh so our darlings now i'm gonna i'm gonna be haunted now by that comparison and and, but at the same end humbled because it's like you know a, a failure to uh, it's like no that is ex you know absolutely it's not the same thing um, ventilators and and darlings liter you know literary darlings okay so we have our information that we're recycling uh, we can put some in the in the narration and then we can put some in the dialogue and then we can put some in the internal experience it seems like i've i've seen i want to say i've seen most is internalized and um, and and yet not there's um okay story definition the story is the internal arc and and, and to I wrestle with that. I think I've said this before that, say, I'll read a book or I'll watch a show and I, I, I'm not really interested. I, I, I'm not connecting with the characters' problems and, and that they seem very um, on the surface, that we're not getting to know the person deep down. Uh, that's, and, and that's tough, right? Say that I don't care. And uh, that's not always the case. But I'm just try just recently I really connected. Oh, I'll remember it later. But the, but there's there's that question there of um, what what is the what is the internal what is what how how is it kind of like a dialogue? Um, somebody's wrestling with themselves. What does that look like? And it it just seems like most of this inf information dumping is, um, it, it's almost say secondary, like say, you know, you, you have your information dumps, but, but then the psychology creates this new level of information dumps. Um, our point of view characters, right? We get this, we get to see into, into their process, um, how they live, why they do what they do. And, 
in that, there's all of these potential for details. So, for example, that the pet that I was talking about, we can have this external, um, this sort of descriptions of the pet, pet doing things, pet wants things, pet means things, versus the internal experience. Just from using my own, uh, the family dog would go from person to person to person and would you know would get scratches and pets and 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 hugs but none of the people actually you know we did not do this with each other and i've mentioned this before that the dog is sort of like this i'm not sure now about the dog is you know is the dog is the dog a good thing is like you know why aren't we <clears throat> excuse me it would be almost like say um if you if you get rid of the dog like say is the dog facilitating and what happens if you know you get rid of the dog is all of a sudden you know deeper question though internal conflict you know why and, and that that is difficult and disturbing and we're all there right um i don't know if that is accurate my, my point though is is that internally there's this information that once again has to get sifted uh, why because you can go on and on and on um i don't know about you but i've found that where i'm i'm sort of elaborating internally i have these in information dumps you know about this inner conflict that a character is having and then it, it, it could just go on and on about um how they're feeling and what they want and and uh, what they hate uh, what they care about um so that's that's a whole new level of um information recycling you know what do we do with all of that stuff uh putting the internal conflict into question once again you say okay i want to trim it down i want to make it lean <laughs> a part of me is saying you know no i don't i don't want to trim anything um and I'm now remembering things that um, I think I yeah I did a I did a play I wrote a play for a class in in college and and it made no sense it was it was great it was uh, it was very symbolic but even the symbolism didn't make sense and those were the good old days all right. So let's see. So we're in the internal landscape of information. I did an episode talking about how, like, say what, like, realistically, um, people don't, people don't usually talk to themselves uh, a lot. Uh, some people do. And I remember uh, encountering people talking to themselves and thinking, you know, oh, my gosh, you know, that's a, okay, that's a little weird. Um, my grandmother used to say she was talking to the cat because I would say, you know, Grandma, who are you talking to? And then she'd say, talking to the cat. And then right now I'm going, you know, it, did you, was that a joke or was she actually talking to the cat? Because the cat was no longer with us. And, uh, yeah, knowing her personality, it was being playful. But the other part of me is saying, you know, maybe she was in communication with... Uh, you know, 
past life cat. Past life cat had 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 dropped by to visit and talk, apparently. Alright. Dialogue. Uh once again, uh sparse and just check that we're still recording and stuff. Yep. Um once again, sparse. Doesn't have to be. Um, I'm my my. Yeah, I think I can say friend uh, from film school, and um, he. Let's see, what 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 he enjoyed. Like say for me, I enjoyed the the, the description, the creativity of that. Whereas he went for the creativity of the dialogue, the um, the banter. Right. And, uh, you know, people, <laughs> it was often people insulting each other, like back and forth, very sort of cutting and witty and creative um, conversations that were sort of interesting and fun. And, ooh, that, you know, that was vicious. And, oh, snap. Uh, more, more safe from the reaction of, of the person um, watching. He's definitely writing. For his, for himself, for his, you know, own entertainment. Uh, Kevin Smith, that was his big thing. Was Kevin Smith, and Kevin Smith, filmmaker. Um, he had gone to this film school. I think he had dropped out before it was finished, but but he had gone there, and so my this other student, he followed in the footsteps. Right. So, dialogue. Uh, pushing aside, say, banter and, and the amount of dialogue uh, to, to get more to the, the point of it. What is the role of the dialogue? What does it do? Um, versus, say, just stuffing things in where there's no, you know, um, there's no actual point. It's just people talking, you know, talking heads. Uh, what's it going? Twitter... I think I'd mentioned that somebody had unfortunately put the book that they they didn't like this book to the degree that so they put you know the the picture of the book um and said, you know, please you know, please don't do this, please don't have conflict that doesn't, you know, mean anything, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have any point to it. Um There's a really great argument there. I I disagree with putting up the the book cover. On one level, on one level, uh, I, I'm just thinking on its own merits. Help me out here, Moss. <laughs> okay, so uh, negative advertising. There's always somebody out there who loves that kind of stuff. So it it could work in in the author's favor actually and two i would want more specifics like say well what exactly and is there a way to be helpful about that critique because it wasn't constructive was it constructive no it didn't highlight the positives of the read so that doesn't make it constructive like what did they like about it like why the heck did they pick up that book um you know there must have been uh, reviews unless it was sort of like you know it's just been released and two 
to dislike it enough to be on Twitter to post about it. You know, not doing stars, not saying one out of two stars, but just going right for the kill. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've had days like that too, but I I don't know if it's, uh, <laughs> it's like, you know, a bad day. So, you, you know, you drop the, like, the, the, ultimate, uh, the ultimate insult is that, I don't know, sorry, back on track. Um, dialogue. My uh, Kevin Smith, uh, uh, was it comrade in in writing for film? Um, he there there was a point. I want to argue that for for this huge amount of dialogue, that there was a point, and that he sought to um, that it was essential to what was going on. Right? Say that you know these these arguments, these large arguments that. Um, that they were dramatic, they had purpose, they arced, they didn't just end, you know, they didn't just appear out of nowhere, um, you know, yeah. So, I, and two, I like the focus on dialogue that my friend, um, now I'm just, I'm having sort of moments of almost remembering the name. Okay. Um, it was something to do with the uh, a fight. Uh, it was in the United States. It was something like um, it was something like Arkansas, and two families that were having this feud. It's like the the McClintocks and some other family, something like that. Um. Okay, just keep going. Uh, right. So dialogue. It, and it it might not seem that like say looking at these we were doing screenplays and scripts so it's you know these long 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 um these pages of dialogue um like more than usual uh, and, and yet and yet there was something going on in them right it, it wasn't just say talking about things that are going on outside um right so the info dump um beginning that kind of dialogue say you're writing dialogue you're writing a lot then it's a matter of going through combing through and once again it's uh, darlings not ventilators and it's uh, it's about being critical and um, looking for threads looking for the setup development and payoff uh, in in what is being talked about you know does does what is being talked about only exist in this moment in this scene? Um, yep, that's an element, of course. Uh, is there the potential to connect to um, other scenes, other dialogue later, other events? Uh, you know, and if if it doesn't, then there's a question of do you cut it out? Of course, there's always um, things that are said that are irrelevant, and there's that question, yeah. You do the 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 extreme is that you don't want anything that doesn't have, like say if if you have a bit of dialogue that is not connected to anything, you know, it's on the chopping block. <laughs> it might be very pretty, but it's it's on the chopping block. You know, I but I worked on this so hard. And it's like, well, savor those moments. You know, enjoy the journey. Uh, but now you're in. You know, 
you're in the executioner role, right? Who's guilty? You know, trot out this, uh, you know, ornate, um, baroque, floral, flowery thing, right? You know, I don't want to die. <laughs> uh, okay, some dialogue. The uh, the ultimate for dialogue would be that you have your arc within scene, and the, there's this combination with the physical and then the emotional, and you know that it is connected. It's part of a setup. It's part of a development. It's part of a payoff. Um, you you can get away with say leaving things out. But you do it too much and, you know, the reader walks away disappointed and going, you know, well, what was the point of that? Why did they have that conversation if it didn't go anywhere? Like, I mean, you know, it didn't influence anything. I'm just thinking of a conversation where, you know, say people, two, two people are talking and that it influences something else. That that conversation, you know, it's it has its small three um, three act structure and then you know, that influences the characters who've been talking. You know, maybe they go their separate ways, but the information they've shared is is moving with them, that they're taking it, you know, and that that causes further ripples. Moss, it's too complicated. I know, I feel your pain. Um, so, let's see. How are we doing? Have we... Oh, okay. So we're just past the... Um, the false success we're leaving you know oh we understand everything and now we're going into the um the the false failure unless we're doing a tragedy okay so everything's falling apart we're we're moving in towards the crisis of of uh information dump I'm just thinking of you do all of this work and it's just not a good read, right? People are not raving about this. And, oh, I can't put this down. And, you know, this is, this is amazing, right? You know, oh my, you got to read this, right? And that's, that's what we all want to hear. We want to be that, the, you know, the, the person who created the thing that everybody's talking about. Do we? <laughs> Why are we doing this thing? Uh, yeah, so that that's that's the crisis of of the information, and um, is is it enough? Is it enough information? The weird mechanics that are behind everything, like I mentioned, um, everything has a purpose. You know, that's, uh, that's, it's good to know, it's a great tool, but it is, um, it, it, it changes the relationship as far as editing goes. Um, you know, for myself, hearing other people talking about it, all of a sudden, this thing we were doing becomes incredibly complicated and difficult and, um, the argument, even I am arguing at this stage, you know, just let it go, right? Just, you know, just do the thing and don't, you know, obsess over it and worry about it. 
what was one quote I saw today? Something about progress. Focus on progress and not perfection. And it's good advice. Uh, but, you know, this, this quest, what is it? it, it world building is a great example. And that, um, like say, I, I've been there. I have a whole language that, you know, I don't know if I'm going to get it used, if, if it's going to be used. It's part of, uh, it's part of everything. It's sort of, you know, plugged in. In, in these like little moments and little sort of way things are done. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, it's like, you know, w will I get to put the whole language in? And, um, you know, of course, the, the, the villainous, um, the villainous voice from the audience is like, yes, and twirling the mustache. And, you know, that is exactly what is going to happen. Uh, and, and yet that's, that's not a that's not a great read. So I was just thinking of um, the sparseness, say, of Earthsea, and the and on one hand, of course, you know, of course, you don't want to overwhelm your um, middle grade reader, uh, or say, you know, young teenager. And two, I gotta say, she's so good. Ursula K, because you know she, you pick up um, you pick up Wizard of Earthsea, and it is just so loaded with stuff that is um, against the grain, you know, and and yet not right. It, it just sort of furthers the human experience. Enough, Ma, stop. Uh, okay. Difficulties, world building. There, there is this pleasure, say, in the writing of it, there's this pleasure in getting lost. And I love, you know, sort of getting into the details and then, you know, sort of getting pulled out again. And no, you know, I want to stay in there and explore and create and have fun. And, and unfortunately, that's not good storytelling. <laughs> uh, I wish it was. I had a great momentary um, Twitter exchange um, about that, where someone, it was sort of getting a to the point in the conversation where somebody says something that they ought to be doing, right? Oh, I wish, blah, 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 blah. And I was right on that and saying, you know, do it, you know, forget about plot and story, just do world building, you know, make a book that's the world, right? You know, and it's a, it's this sort of engrossing, uh, you know, it's, yeah, you know, I, would I pick that up? I would definitely recommend it. <laughs> or say, you know, I would get it out from the library and uh, I would hype that because I'm, I'm totally on board with that. And is, is it possible to have a kind of fusion? You know, oh, we're definitely nearing the crisis now. You know, the, the, the death of the manuscripts, right? As it, as it becomes this mutant. But can you take... Um, your world building and turn your world building into a plot and story. And what would that look like? You know, is it a, cartog a cartographer? Uh, you know, we go with this cartographer who's, who's mapping this fantasy world and 
uh, so we have the plot could be you know trying to stop the you know this fantasy cartographer um you know the forces that are going against but also the internal forces that are going against and uh the 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 exploration you know becomes becomes that uh should i stop no just 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 keep a little bit more about that would be that say fusing together the the internal the internal with the external and um yeah this question of okay well what is the internal arc what is the story and uh, in the sense of of world building yeah lots of potential there but at the same time that's not my project and uh but i i i like i like the notion yeah so i've i've got something else to do maybe too i'll return to it one day maybe so so we're in in crisis land this is like the um third quarter of the episode and um that those 15 minutes where we have death and rebirth and everything falls apart but then you know out of out of that emerges um i think it was like after ragnarok there's this couple um who emerge sort of very adam and eve out, out of this forest at least in the illustration that I saw, it was like this birch forest or something. Okay, so the uh, the crisis of it, I think, and too, the crisis is if we don't do this thing, if we don't confront um, information and consider it, like say, going okay. Um, too much is too much. Uh, too little is too little. Like, say, how do we get to the Goldilocks zone of information? And we know how, um, but once again, there's this question of intention, and is is the process getting in the way? So, what what do I mean exactly by that? There are situations where it's just it's just allowed um, fan fiction, for example. There, there, you know, there are people who critique fan fiction, but going into it, it there's a different mindset. You know, you love the subject. Like, say, I did a bit of Doctor Who fan fiction. Um, I didn't even consider Slash, but <laughs> it's like my 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 godmother tells me she's like this big Star Trek head, and she's telling me about Slash fiction and. And it's like, you know, really? You can do that? It's like, oh, wow. Fiction is much more complicated than I thought. Uh, it, okay, steering on. Um, w why not? Why not just write the world building, uh, in this massive info dump, and uh, this glorious exploration, right? And not be concerned super concerned with structure, super concerned with drafting. Um, I would, though, I would think this person, it sounded like that they um, that they were interested in, say, the glossary and this communication, this information. So it's a different kind of editing, more creating as a, a lexicon, I guess it would be. 
Um, but even, say, the person that just wants to go on and on and on and on, uh, what's the problem with that? Uh, they are different creatures. And at the crisis point, there is that question. Um, say, for myself, I've, I've written... I've, I've written the thing. Uh, I have, I have this clarity of vision <laughs> on a good day. Uh, and two, it, 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 it's about just, you know, diving in and swimming, right? Okay. Time to go to work. Let's, uh, you know, let's get out in the boat, get out there and drop the net or, in, you know, fishing lines, etc. Uh, the doing of it, um, that, you know, that's definitely journey, you know, forget about destination. And yet we are haunted by the ghost of definite um, destination. And I, I see that as the crisis of this situation is that, um, you know, there's no problem with info dumping, except when considering readership, except when considering um, expectation, right? That you know, we've been picking up books. I've been picking up books for, let's be generous and say, 50 years. And everybody picks up books. And, and then we get this mindset of, um, you know, what works? Uh, what is the best way to do this thing? We've got manuals. You know, we even have, you know, big name writers who pump out these sort of, you know, I think it's this way and you should use this book this uh, grammar book and um, don't use adverbs and um, these are in great they're great tools but there comes that the, the crisis point of you know the death and the rebirth oh, what is the project you know um, it's this adaptation moment like say um, like where a movie like say the script gets shot and then finally gets edited. So that's three steps and it gets changed along the way. Even going back a step, it could be based on say some, um, a novel. I'm thinking of, uh, what's his name? Blade Runner, uh, uh, Philip K. Dick and, um, science fiction writer, you know, so he does do androids dream of electric sheep. And then, that goes eventually, I think it was still alive when it was started happening. And, um, so the book gets translated. Um, the name gets cut for the, um, the screenplay gets named after William Burroughs, um, <laughs> bit of fiction. And, uh, right, so that already we have this fusing together of two different things. You know, ooh, Blade Runner sounds cool. Uh, and, and you know, uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep is, you know, it's lovely, right? But they don't want lovely. They want, you know, noir, right? Something with an edge, like a blade. And then, and then we move on to the... Um, we move on to the... I know that the director does... Um, storyboards and then we move on to the shooting and then we move on to and to music and sounds effects and then and then finally we you know move on to the producers don't like it so we're going to add a voiceover and so on and so forth and uh wonderful twists and turns 
But there's this death and rebirth going on the whole time. And how much do you want to... Um, do you want to? <laughs> it's it's weird, but I never thought that there was an option. I knew that there was an option, but I was like going, but no, I want to do this. You know, I want to be that guy. Um, you know, that, you know, yeah, you know what I mean, right? You know, <laughs> people, people buy your books. Um, you know, that it's, it's an option, right? That you've fallen into that category of the, the unicorn job, right? You've, you've, uh, you've done it. And, and then have you, you know, do you have the staying power? Uh, we must be out of the crisis by now. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. We're out of the crisis and we've, uh, so we've got to move on. So just to leave that behind, it's, it's this question of, you know, well, what is it that you maybe need to do? Um, maybe you don't need to do a book. Maybe you just need to be exploring and um, info dumping, you know, and it's glorious. First draft. Oh, <laughs> so good. Um, it's nothing like a good first draft. And then, of course, there's the, the, the counter arguments where, where somebody agonizes over their first draft and they've got outlines and, and um, maps and, and um, they've got interviews with their characters, um, music. They've got music for each chapter and it better damn be perfect, you know, by the end of the first draft. And, and then there's me. And then there's me. Uh, that said, I have written a lot of stuff that won't get used. So, it, yeah. So I've written. I've written. Uh, I've written. Yeah, I've written screenplays that are not going to happen, and I've written other stuff. And some of it was with the hope and the intention, whereas others, it was just oh, you know, I want to have fun. Um, one of my points of view right now uh, in in the manuscript, the monster manuscript, it's pure fun. It's just, it's me sort of considering all of the stuff I, I love. And, um, and too, that was after encountering, I think it's Joshua. Actually, I think that's the, yeah, that's the same name of um, the writer, my writer friend from uh, film school. Um, Joshua, Josh, there we go. And so there's, anyways, uh, on Twitter, I was communicating with a writer friend and um, it, he was posting these really cool uh, short stories and it got, it made me remember, you know, Sword and Sorcery, um, you know, really fun action, really, and sorry, for me, it's really just the guilty pleasure, right? And just barbarity, you know. <laughs> um, and I'm, you know, sorry, not sorry. Um, yeah, there's a, that's that question of, okay, well, what is, what, you know, who is this for? Um, also, too, a question of why, right? You know, why do this thing and then get upset um, is there a way to sort of get it more realistic where you can kind of sever ties with it and move on? Uh, and enough about that, more towards info dumping, back to the topic. Info dumping, 
just generally requires editing. It requires cutting. It requires revision, um, rewriting, and drafting. You know, whether you define it as all the same thing or different um, different stuff. So that's the expectation. Going towards traditional publishing. You know, that's that's where you're headed. Um, that said, you know, it's that's uh, industry industry standard. So if you're going to do uh, self or indie, uh, why not transfer, you know, the treatment of info dumping? One of the responses is, you know, I want to do it my way. I don't care about expectations. I'm aiming for a certain type of reader that loves info dumping. Um, like I say, I've read so many things. I'm just thinking of the old um, sci-fi stuff that I've read that, you know, just goes on and on. There might not be dialogue, you know, there very little or none at all. Um, I'm just thinking as well of fiction, uh, older fiction that I've read where there's no dialogue and it's just the narrator is telling us what happens. And um, yeah, uh, there's a place. There's a place for that. Uh, there's, e there's even, say, a place for, say, success uh, doing that. M uh, myself, though, I am, you know, I've seen sort of the wisdom of drafting and, you know, that drafting uh, improves. <laughs> but now I've got the counter uh, argument going on. So what's the synthesis? Drafting can get obsessive like say, uh, ridiculous, like say, I seriously, I can spend a year on some, on a scene. I can spend a year on a chapter. I could, and I'm, I decide not to. So if, you know, I, I want to move on. I want to have a life. I want to, I want to see this project, um, get out there, uh, especially now I, I'm really rethinking, um, how I do, how I treat, uh, the manuscript, and the eye, the lens that I'm looking through. Uh, I, I was adding it up and I was looking at it and I go, uh, that say, I have a manuscript. Um, it, sounds, it sounds like a lot, but um, trust me, there's a lot of cutting. So it's, it's a million words, uh, but as I said already, there's a, there's a lot of cutting and there's a lot of scenes that don't work. And um, I might use a, chunk or something like that. Info dumping, a great example. I go back to my old manuscripts and from 25 years back and it's just massive. It's mostly info dumping and they can be cut down to novellas, right? And, and <laughs> it's good that there's so much distance. I don't care like now. I'm just like, um, you know, this is somebody else's work, which is a great way to view uh, info dumping to be the editor and, and just go, you know, be serious, uh, be serious, be smart, not, um, you know, it, it's put on the business hat, you know, it's not personal, it's business. And that is, that is a great thing to cultivate. And I'm not, I'm not perfect at it, but, um, when it's happening, it's so productive. And, um, so there's that. 
and creativity. There is a creativity to dealing with info dumps, right? The selection process and this decision. Um, but it is more clinical. Is that true? I want to disagree, though, because there is a creativity. Uh, just, just consider the slab of rock that is going to be a marble that is going to be, um, that is, yeah, that gets chiseled and uh, chiseled and filed uh, and transformed. Um, so there's, there's a, an, an example that works. And I think we're into the final words about, uh, let's see, yeah, getting there. Final words about info dumping. So uh, we could do, you know, summing it up. Um, we, we talked about the, the narrator, the narrative, uh, which is describing things like scenes, um, like say your science fiction city, right? And being sort of lean in description versus, you know, just on and on and on. Uh, in the science fiction that I've done, that there's this, there's this attempt to kind of capture everything versus... Um, highlights and uh, the, and to the, the difficulty of, of editing that because it's like you know oh but it's losing something and you know well how can we distill this how can we refine it uh, rather than having it this you know bloated um, mass and there are moments though that that are I think fine for that right that we you know let's pace it a bit let's hit a description that is a bit more than usual and then let's move on let's get back to you know creating a rhythm rather than just one way of doing something um, so that's the narrator dialogue um, yeah once again finding a place for information in dialogue um, and yet that it has meaning and it has a function and a role and and then finally the internal dialogue descriptions memories memories that you know there's a point um where characters reflect on their past experiences and, and linking things up it's possible to go overboard uh i'm just thinking of that french author who um, starts with uh, he eats a madeleine and it's a cookie sort of soft cookie and french and this um, reminds him of this it's a memory and then from there it goes on and and he's got you know like books of um, a whole series about the these memories and so it's all in the past. That's all based on this uh, character, the narrator, and how you know how they're interpreting things and thinking about things. Um, information, and then so last words would be that it's it's difficult. It's difficult to be sitting there. I, I, was, I can speak for myself. Um, I've met some people who are are incredibly. Um, they're good at um, weighing, you know, weighing and deciding, okay, you know, this is important and then this stuff is not. Um, 
that too, the creativity of choice and saying that a scene, etc., requires sensation, requires um, meaning in the senses uh, that we have uh, taste, sound, um, texture, uh, hearing, on and on. Um, also, we have sense and sensitivity, right? You know, the emotions. You know, how the heck do you describe that? Uh, and so it's, it's not just, say, this, you know, there is this clinical side, but then there's also this creative side. And that's the balance. That's our synthesis that we've uh, got to achieve. All right. There we did it. All right. Thanks for listening. Take care.